What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, I'm just getting yelled at by my cat right now for an unknown reason. I, I just, you know, you don't know with these little creatures. No, you truly do not. Um, I was uh, cleaning dishes after dinner and my cat likes to hang out right behind your feet when you're standing in the kitchen and you don't know she's there and i turn around and bam right on her paw oh and it was like the most horrific sound i've ever heard her make and then she ran away she's okay but it's like she just sneaks up on you unannounced and will lay like right there and you have no clue that she's there Mm. sort of thing Got to just yeah, drag you your feet a little bit around them. It just no. got to, yeah, got to test the waters. No. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, my cats just usually yell at me for no reason whatsoever. Like their food bowl will be half empty. I mean, I, I don't feed them until like they empty their food bowl. I'm trying to train them to not beg until like they actually need food. Yeah. Uh. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, sometimes they get mad when uh, I don't clean the litter box at the exact same time every day. Yeah. They will do that. Mm-hmm. But enough about cats, Tyler. It's video game time. It's video game season. It has officially started. It is getting hot out here with the oh, video yeah. games. And yeah, I mean, of course, the annual Madden release marks the beginning of the season, and I feel like we're really getting into it with it over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's uh, when a lot of lot of really big video games come out over the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, kind of starting the week after next, I think, mm-hmm. very end of August. So it's close. Yeah, uh, so now is probably the last week we have to get down to playing like a lot of old games before the new stuff just starts flooding our uh, schedules. Yeah, Uh, I agree. So what have you been checking off your list? Uh, I finally, finally have finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey in the fate of atlantis dlc and i can finally put assassin's creed away just in time for the hall for the fall um yeah finally finished that third dlc i was actually very close where i stopped so it didn't take me too long to finish uh the other night and uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it i enjoyed the story i enjoyed uh the final boss fight was cool frustrating and lame all at the same time Mm. um without spoiling anything it's just some of the attacks some of the uh just weird things that happen is like this is lame the attacks are kind of like this is cheap but also like oh story-wise this is kind of interesting so um it, it went to some interesting places it ends in an interesting place in the modern day story i know uh you know, not even myself. I don't care about it this much. Uh, it's the historical stuff, but they have done a decent job kind of rebooting that stuff over the past two games. And uh, it ends in such an interesting place. And uh, it kind of made me wonder, like, 
how are they going to tie it into the next Assassin's Creed? Only in that uh, this DLC, not everyone's going to play. Um, and, and there's some pretty significant things that can happen or that do happen. So, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it on that. I, I think it, I am at 90 hours in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I think it's time to just put it to rest for a little while. All right. I mean, you say that, but then, uh, you know, there, there will be more Assassin's Creed for you to play. I know, but hopefully not until fall of next year, because I, I, I can't right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic game. It's it quite honestly has turned into one, one of my favorite games of this generation, I think. Um, and it's it's maybe my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Uh, I, it's either that or, or uh, two, I would say, are, are my favorites. But they're they're such different games at this point as well. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else have I done? I'm trying to think. Uh, you and I played a little bit of The Surge. Yes, we did. Last uh, week didn't get too much farther. But yeah, we only we had about like areas. 40 minutes. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, got into a dark area. We, I think it's getting to the point right now where we have to grind, which I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I yeah. feel about that. It's, it feels a little bit lame uh, because we, we need, we need like, we need a chest piece, which we right. just don't like have the materials for. And the way you get those materials is just fighting more enemies and hitting them in chests. So. Yeah, I guess we'll be doing a little bit of that next time we get the chance to play. Right. And, and it feels very early to have to grind, in my opinion, too. It's just like, I don't know. I, we haven't even really ran into our first boss yet, and I just feel like we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. But, oh, well. Uh, I mean, it's a cool game. I mean, the the area that we kind of were going into, well, we ran into this giant-ass robot that... Uh, It'll one hit wiped you. you out yeah. in one hit. Yeah. Uh, so then we went down another path into darkness, and yeah, like you said, we need that chest piece. But it was pretty cool being down there. Yeah, um, with it, like a lot of good lighting effects with the glowing weapons and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I like the way that looked. Agreed. Oh man, I'm trying to think of what else I played. I, I feel like I played something else, but I can't really remember. I haven't had too much time over the week here to do stuff we did not finish wolfenstein no we and we definitely uh, i will i should have more time next week or late this weekend to do it if you're available okay um because i definitely want to finish it by the end of august just because of how much stuff is coming out so yes yeah (laughs) so yeah we need to do that it's been a been a week yeah. Plus, we're trying to paint the house. Oh, dear. So all that's, sorts of stuff happening. That's a whole project. It is a big project. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what you, What about you? What, what have you played? If I th- can think of the other game I played on. Uh, I dipped my toes into the new PS Plus game, Sniper Elite 4. 
I played okay. the first level of it. Uh, it's kind of fun. I like I like it. I just wasn't necessarily in the mood for it, so I only played that first level. Uh, but yeah, it has a lot of cool. It reminds me a little bit about of uh, say a Metal Gear Solid Five a little bit, where uh, except kind of like in enclosed level. So you have so it's a mix of MGS Five and Hitman to me. Uh, where like you have your you have these levels and you have all these different objectives you can do on them but like metal gear solid like it's like a lot of sneaking around and all that kind of like that that kind of stealth action stuff um but yeah it's it's fun i can see why there are a lot of fans of this game i'm just I don't know if I'm in the mood for a sl- it's it's a slow game and I'm not sure if I have the patience for that right now. Yeah. Uh yeah. Moving on, I I also can I'm continuing to play Gran Turismo Sport, uh running through the Vision Gran Turismo series which uh is a series in which these you use these cars that are basically concept cars brought to it brought into the game uh, stuff that doesn't exist now but like kind of future racing concept cars and they're a lot of fun to drive uh, sweet I'm in probably the worst part of Final Fantasy 14 right now which is the in between uh, the main game in Heavensward where there are just a shit ton of quests that uh, aren't very interesting uh, there's also this other side thing that I'm doing right now, trying to craft my relic weapon, and that is a huge grind. I either have to pay a large chunk of money, which I could absolutely do, um, but you should, uh, like, the way I'm going for it right now is uh, I'm, I'm grinding up my crafting skills so I can do it without spending a shit ton of money, and also, hey... Maybe I, maybe those crafting skills will come to uh, use later on. Yeah. What do you got to do exactly? Uh, so I need to raise my my leather working up to fifty, and either my blacksmithing or armor or armor up to fifty, so I can make the make this base item. And then I have to meld a specific type of materia into it and then hand it off to this master smith who will then convert it to a relic weapon. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, I think Sadly. one of the ingredients I also need to do the raid for, which I have some of the precursor quests to do the raid. So I think maybe that's my target to do by next week is the first raid in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh boy. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it it does. It it's <laughs> yeah, it sounds super exciting. I'm I'm excited to try and do yeah, it, it I haven't done a raid in anything in so long. I I just hope I don't fuck it up. <laughs> Although I have been doing other group activities. I've been doing large eight player dungeons and then uh doing the trials and stuff like that, so it, it I doubt it'll be too much harder than that. Just maybe a little bit more complex. Mm-hmm. What's holding you back from jumping into Heaven's Ward? Exactly. Just a lot of these in, betw- just... in between quests that are requirements to do before you actually get into it. And there's yeah. going to be an update that goes out by the end of the year. I think they said that that is going to condense that by a lot. 
and get get people into the DLC a lot faster. But I, I'm just that sucks. Yeah, like I'm already started on it. I'm not sure if it's worth it for me to just stop and wait for that update and just grind out my crafting stuff a while. But I, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then finally, of course, Killing Fools and Apex Legends, the uh, Iron Crown event right now. How's that going? Holy shit. I haven't won a game yet. I've got a shit ton of top fives, a, a couple second places and more third place finishes, but I, I haven't won a game yet. I've been killing a lot of people. I've been getting like five, six, seven kills a game. And yeah, that's really satisfying. I think this mode is a lot of fun. Does it fun to like fundamentally change Apex, you think? I yeah, in sort it so they did make a map change. Uh they added Octane's Gauntlet over like this over the area kind of west of Airbase or south of Airbase. I I'm getting the orientation of the map off but yeah they added a little area in between thunderdome and airbase uh called octane's gauntlet and that place looks pretty cool it has a bunch of octane jump pads and it's like a racetrack and stuff like that yeah they yeah but for solos i feel like they've um they've upped the loot that's on the map for solos so like you more immediately find shields and a weapon so you, yeah, you just drop, you find your shield and weapon, and then go fight off the initial group of people that are in your area. Yeah, it feels really fast-paced there. Uh, they did slow down the circle a bit for solos, so you can drop kind of far away from where the next circle is. Uh, it shows you where the where the first circle is going to condense to. Oh, that's uh, good. And they slowed down, slowed it down, I guess, to kind of uh, compensate for the fact that you don't have teammates who might be playing Pathfinder or Octane so you don't have jump pads or um, zip lines to use so they did that um, which I think is smart for solo thing they the thing is I only see three or four characters being played in uh, Uh, Apex solos because that's just that's just how it's shaken out Um, I'm seeing a a lot of Pathfinders a lot of Octanes a lot of uh, Caustics and um, also Bloodhound yeah Bloodhound is the fourth one yeah just just those four characters are being played the most you do see the occasional Wraith or Bangalore but uh, it's mostly those four characters because they're they're just the most, I guess they have the most utility for a solo player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it though. I I I like the pace of it. Like it's it's a very it's a much quicker game. I I feel like by the time the first circle closes, you might it's still only six. It's still sixty players, and by the time the first circle closes, I feel like it's always down to like twenty. Wow. Damn. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting, you know, with solo and you can choose whatever character you want. Like, yeah, that that makeup isn't going to be as as uh, there isn't as much variety in there throughout the whole match. Yeah, um, because why why are you going to play Lifeline? 
Right. I mean, you have that. You have your your active ability as a heal that forces you to stand at one spot. So it's only really useful if you're multitasking while looting. And it's slow. Yeah, and it's slow. Uh, and then why? Like, the, I just don't see a case for Mirage really being played. I, I guess there there is a little bit of. It can be useful, but I just don't see it. Like, his passive ability is, hey, you go cloaked when you go down, but unless you have uh, the legendary shield, which they they drop more often in this, the self-revive shield. Uh, okay. But, yeah, like, it's useless unless you have that shield, but even then, unless there's someone else around that's going to fight the guy you downed you, he, they're just going to track you down and kill you anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, there, there's just I don't see the upside to a lot of the characters in solos. Like, yeah, I don't feel tempted to play a Gibraltar. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I wonder if solos will only be a limited time thing like an event or if they will see the popularity of it and and want to keep it around yeah that that's going to be interesting to see i did i did play a couple of uh squad matches just regular apex squad matches and the matchmaking wasn't terribly impacted by this event uh people are still playing it what i will say is that the solo event is super useful for the get knockdowns in x location or like uh, or open crates in this location and stuff like that it's super useful for that so you're not just you're not dropping solo in a squad match just to do your uh your your stuff not that I do that, but other people I see absolutely do that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the Fortnite effect. Yeah. I feel that Fortnite had a lot of that stuff of like, oh, I gotta go solve the puzzle over in Titwad Land. It's like, eh. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I'd welcome this being like a recurring limited time thing. I don't want it to be... I don't necessarily want it to be a full-time game mode, because it... Like, I don't know. I I feel like squads is just the way Apex was designed to be played. And yeah, it feel, it's like synergies between characters and abilities just make that game what it is. Yeah. Uh, but that that's enough about Apex Legends. I mean, we, I guess, I, hmm, we can talk about this one thing real quick about the so this uh, limited time event has some cosmetics and limited time loot boxes and if you don't um so you can only earn two loot boxes from limited from these challenges that are going all across these two weeks you can only earn two loot boxes there are 24 items available and the loot boxes for this event are much more expensive than regular loot boxes. Uh, mm. So, to compare, a regular Apex pack costs a dollar. These packs cost seven dollars, but you're guaranteed not to get a dupl- duplicate. Uh, but it, it's still, God, it's still expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah, so you're, I'm, someone else did a little bit of math over here at Kotaku, uh, Nathan Grayson here. 
you did a little bit of research at uh, the minimum cost you could get to get all the items if you were just buying it all is hundred and seventy dollars to get all get all twenty four items and the uh, heirloom quality melee weapon, which is it's called Raven's Bite. It's uh, I believe a bloodhound melee weapon. That yeah, it's there. There's already one out in the wild. Uh, Wraith has one. Um, but yeah, the these heirloom quality uh, items are the most rare thing. Uh, so apparently, to guarantee that you get the Wraith uh, thing, you have to open 500 regular loot boxes, which is 500 bucks. If you don't play the game, I guess, and earn loot boxes. But yeah, that's oh. Ugh. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, it's nothing that you necessarily need, but to see 170 bucks to get this one item in a game, like I wouldn't, I would not spend 170 dollars on a regular axe that I have in real life. No, and I wouldn't spend 170 dollars on, say, like a deluxe edition of a video game. Yeah, it's like. That's this is absurd. This is where like microtransactions can completely get out of control in this industry. Um, And it's a shame to see this sort of thing because I felt like Apex Legends since launch was pretty good about them in that, you know, yeah, you can spend virtual money, but it's a free game. And uh, it was mostly, you know, it's just cosmetic stuff. Um, I mean, but, this is a cosmetic thing. It like is, it's, it is, but no, but there was nothing that cost this much. Mm-hmm. You know, they were a lot more fair about that stuff, and this is just absolutely absurd to me. Yeah. So after this event is done, all these uh, all these event items are going to be dropped into the regular loot pool. So you don't necessarily have to spend this much money. You just have to get lucky, I guess. With the, the with the loot box odds, yeah, it's Ugh. it's fucked. And, it, and this is where like the whole psychological manipulation of loot boxes can can uh, kind of get to someone. Of like someone, you know, there's people out there that feel the need to get this, and so they're going to drop this money, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's that addictive nature that some people can have to these things and. I don't know, man. I don't like it. It's fucked up. Yeah, like, you should not be... I mean, I don't know where the bar is, but things should not cost $170 in-game. No, no way. I mean, technically, it's only a $35 axe, but uh, you have to spend money to actually unlock the ability to buy this axe. Ugh, it's rough. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm not going to participate in the, in these microtransactions, and I hope other no people can hold off on it as well. I mean, I don't know who this directive is coming from for these premium items being sold, but yeah, the only money I'm giving respawn is for the battle pass or new characters. Mm-hmm. And even that's, new characters, like, I, I've earned enough Apex coins that, or not Apex yeah. coins, the, whatever, the legend tokens, to yeah. buy the next one anyway. All right. All right. 
I remember the other game that I played a little bit of, um, The Division 2. Oh, yeah. I thought I so, saw you. Yeah, you were playing with our buddy Sam. Yeah, so we hopped on kind of late the other night and was fucking around with some stuff because they added... I'm still confused how the whole thing works. I just need to look into it more. But I know they added like new new missions. Um, and what we ended up doing is going to this area, um, Kenley something. Uh, I'm forgetting the full name of it. But uh, it was it's an expedition. And in that expedition, there's like four areas. And then you go to each one of those areas, and there's like three or four missions in each one of those areas to do. Um, so you're there just kind of running around doing a bunch of stuff for a while. However, um, the, I liked it and I didn't like it. The challenge of it was really great. There was some very challenging stuff that felt very rewarding to get through. Uh, we were getting really good gear out of it. So our uh, gear score, like we jumped up really quickly and we're almost to the point we're basically at the point where now we can progress the whole end game and even go to the next world tier so that was nice um however the the objectives that they had us doing were just fucking late like they were just fetch quest and and not fun to do and and they were very similar from area to area um and then the the maps were kind of just confusing to get around in, especially the second one we did, which was like a, a underground metro sort of thing. It was just absolutely confusing to figure out where you are at and where you need to go. Um, so, like overall, it, I mean, I had a good time. It was the Division Two, and I, I like when the Division's gameplay can can become challenging. Um, you know, the new gear is cool, but I think overall, just from a design standpoint, it just, it isn't, it isn't necessarily fun all of the time. Um, so yeah, that's that. I'm excited to move forward to the next world tier in that. Cause once we move to that, then we're working towards this other stronghold mission that we've never done before. Um, cause you can only do it in the end game. So Yeah. Division two. Yeah, I mean, it seems that you just play Ubisoft games. That's that's what I'm seeing here. I, mean, I know. It's must say something about their games, though. I guess. I guess. <laughs> There's so much to do in them, and I I enjoy playing them. But yeah, I think I'm at 40 hours in Division two right now. So mm-hmm. put a lot of time into it this year. I, I like that game. Mm. All right. Well, Tyler, it's that time of the month where NPD has released some numbers. About last month, uh, we've got the July sales numbers for all the video games, and it's a weird thing that they decided to do at the top of it. But I'll take us from 20 to 11 if you'll take us from 10 to 1. At number 20, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 19 NBA 2K19, 18 Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, 19 MLB 19 The Show, or no, 17, you know what, I hate it when numbers get jumbled up like that. Yeah. At number 17 is MLB 19 The Show, 16 Tom Clancy's The Division 2, 15 Red Dead Redemption 2, 14 Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, 13 Call of Duty Black Ops 4, 12 Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and at number 11 Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, 
number 10, Breath of the Wild. Nine, Mario Kart 8. Eight, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Seven, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Six, Grand Theft Auto 5. Five, Minecraft. Four, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The Black Order. Three, Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, two Fire Emblem Three Houses and number one is Madden NFL 20 yeah uh, releasing August 2nd but NPD decided to include it in July's sales numbers not entirely sure why uh hmm yeah I it's yeah it it is it sold very well it has become the eighth best sale, selling game of the year already and uh yep it's the fourth best-selling game uh, in the U.S. of all time. Yeah, 20th straight year that a Madden series has topped the charts in the month it's released, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty crazy thing. Um, I remember you saying Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 won't even be in the top 20, so... Yeah, that's face. it's ridiculous how, how much people will buy trash just because it has a name they like. Hey man, it happens. People love I garbage. Our, I think I think that's that's something we can all agree on is that people love garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that, mean that is true. I'm not I'm not saying the game is terrible or anything. I'm just saying it doesn't look special. But you yeah. you put that Marvel name on it, it's yeah. it's up there. It's a game I probably would play, but I'm not spending $60 to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's also cool to see in Fire Emblem up there. Oh, uh, hell yeah. That's That's gotten some great reviews. I mean, I, I, it, yeah, so. I've been playing uh, that a lot. I haven't talked about it, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Also, just looking at this chart, it is kind of insane how much Nintendo is dominating it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Switch exclusives or Switch versions or whatever on this chart, which is pretty. I mean, there are six Switch exclusives in the top ten, so. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, otherwise, I mean, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff. Crash Team Racing hanging up in there, Division Two still hanging in there, Mortal Kombat, which is cool to see some newer games in there. Hmm. All right. Let's get into some more of the newsy bits. Uh, so, Anthem just released their Cataclysm event, and it turns out their uh, their lead producer, I believe, uh, Ben Irving, he's leaving. Yeah. He's leaving Bioware entirely. Not just getting off of Anthem, he's leaving Bioware. Yeah, it's... I wonder... <laughs> What's what's gonna happen to Anthem? I mean, sure there are people there to pick up the pieces, but man, it, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not very good for Bioware. I feel I just feel like they've been losing so much talent over the past few years, and a lot of talent that made their games very very special. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know Casey Hudson came back and all that, but 
man, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's. I'm sure there's people there that could become the next group that creates cool things, but um, it's got to be managed, right? <laughs> Which Anthem definitely was not. Yeah. And I wonder if uh, this is uh, truly something maybe he's been thinking about for a while. Uh, he just felt like he couldn't go until Anthem was in a better spot, even though it's not necessarily in a good spot. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't feel good to be working on something uh, that isn't performing well. And, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe just... Maybe you just want to get out of a situation and that this is how you do it. Yeah. Agreed. I'm very intrigued by what Bioware looks like with their next game. Next game? They're, 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 they're going to be a support studio next. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen to Bioware. Is they're going to become a support studio uh, to whatever EA decides they want want to make them work on. I doubt that, but it, it's it's not an unrealistic thing to say. To be I mean, honest with you. so if the next Dragon Age doesn't fucking hit, that they're doomed. They're fucked. Oh, yeah. Bioware's Absolutely. fucked. Because that would be three three titles in a row, and they're, that they just <laughs> didn't land on. And they're two major franchises in in uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age, like the two things yep. that people had. Well had goodwill with mass effect i think that's been lost but uh still people still want a dragon age and people and yeah if if that's gone then what what is bioware i you in a weird way i think you could almost argue that now Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just changed so much yeah hopefully find a way Okay, uh, I enjoyed the Metro Exodus that came out earlier this year, and it looks like there's going to be another Metro game happening. Uh, there are some DLCs coming uh, for Metro Exodus, but it seems like there's some writing being done for a new Metro game. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'd be in for that. Uh, I wonder if it would if it'll be a full full on metro game or if it'll be something smaller. I don't know. Yeah, but and it's also not going to be based off of a book. Yeah, it's yeah a, f- a fully original metro game. I guess yeah. well taking place in that world, but also like just a new story that isn't out there. Yeah, and I wonder how much the author of the books are, is going to have any involvement in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. I mean, it makes sense to me because uh, this last Metro game sold pretty decently and, uh, you know, was an improvement for the Metro franchise. So it's obviously picking up some steam. So why not? Why not continue it? Mm-hmm. And not too long ago, we talked about Tim Willits leaving id. He's already found a new home at Saber Interactive. It's weird. Yeah, very strange. Um, let's see. Yeah, it is. It is strange considering that Saber worked on something Bethesda owns in Quake Champions. Yeah. 
So maybe not jumping too far away from uh, Bethesda, but also uh, definitely do, doing something new here. Uh, there are apparently five studios under Saber Interactive. Which I did not know. <laughs> we'll see what what, what happens. I, I'm not really familiar with all of their games. Yeah, I mean, they I mean, did that World War Z game, I guess, this year. Right. right. Uh, which is looks like a Left 4 Dead game, honestly. Which is not bad. I I feel like we should that that was for some reason off our radar when yeah. it probably should have been there. Uh, but yeah, studios worked on the remasters of Ghostbusters the video game, um, and is bringing The Witcher Three to Nintendo Switch. Oh great, that's <laughs> um. I, has some recent things that they've been working on. I wonder uh, well, a few things with this. I, 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 it's cool that Tim's staying in video games. I, I imagine he, he, you know, he was at id for like 24 years. He probably just wants a new challenge mm-hmm. um, and something fresh in his career. So this is a interesting opportunity and, and a good one for him to take. Uh, I wonder with him being in charge if some of this remaster work if Saber's going to get out of that at all and start to invest in maybe some new IP or or something you know a little bit more uh, substantial instead of remastering or porting or anything like that Mm, yeah all right um Okay, before we move on, I I I didn't put a I couldn't find a story about this, but I saw something on Twitter that was kind of interesting. Uh Cliff Blazinski left the video game industry not uh, a while ago, but tweeted out yesterday, "Ugh, guys, I have a game idea and it won't get out of my idea. I thought I was truly done, but then stupid brain shows up." Ugh. And a reply to that, and it's not a fucking battle royale. <laughs> so Cliffy oh, B Cliffy. might have something. Who knows? Who knows? I would we'll love to, to we'll see. We'll keep him an come eye out. on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, dude, if I was one of these first party studios, Sony or Microsoft, I I don't know. I would just go dump a bunch of money on his lap and say, what do you want to do? I mean, I know Lawbreakers wasn't a hit, um, but it seemed like a neat game, and he obviously created some pretty cool stuff when he had a little bit more security and and funding and stuff from like Microsoft and Epic with Gears of War. Mm -hmm. The guy's creative and he's interesting to listen to. Um, I I just think it it could be a a good guy to maybe head up an interesting new IP that could be an exclusive, but it wouldn't shock me if those conversations happen and he's just not interested. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seemed like he was pretty done with video games when he yeah. when he left. Uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, so you know those taxes, those tariffs we were talking about. It seems like video game consoles are not going to be a part of that. Um, yeah, it's for some somehow they ma- they managed to negotiate their way out of being a part of these tariffs 
We'll see how this holds up. I'm not... Hmm. It's... Yeah. It's scary. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah. uh, at least temporarily, video game consoles are out of this... Which this is, trade war. It's, <laughs> Which it's it, good for from our standpoint of being able to play video games. That's cool. Yeah. But I think there's some greater greater things to be more concerned about with something like this than video games. Mm-hmm. But but it is cool. I mean, it can keep those costs down, um, and and you know maybe the next generation machines could be uh, more affordable as well. You know. They will certainly be expensive when they launch. Yeah. Alrighty. We've got some updates coming to Destiny here. First of which, next week, you will be able to utilize cross-save on all the platforms you own Destiny 2 on. Uh, Pretty soon here, though, Destiny 2 will be free to play with that uh, new light version. Uh, so yeah, uh, you'll be able to bring your Destiny 2 characters across to any platform. And there's, uh, some outlines to some changes happening here. Oh my god, there's a lot. I didn't expect there to be this much. (laughs) Holy shit, I'm just, I'm skimming through this. Updates coming to the quest log gambit and more, um... Yeah, it looks like there's a, a new way, new uh, look to it, a new organization uh, here. Like, they, they're separating quests and bounties. Um, so Which is good. That helps. Uh, yeah, let's see. What do, what do we have here about Gambit? I'm Control-F, Gambit. What do we got here? All right, so... Gambit Prime might be going away. Or wait. Really? Okay. So, alright. So they say one of the two Gambit modes might be going away. They might uh, condense it into just one Gambit uh, playlist. Alright. I mean, they're hinting at that. We'll see. Yeah, they're also saying that there's going to be a much more streamlined approach when it comes to acquiring new items when Shadow Keep comes out. Um, basically, what they're saying is that uh, they just need to simplify some things because, like, Black Armory has their own bounties and a drifter and all this stuff. So they might simplify that a lot more, which could be could be nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey man, any changes are good. Um. All right. Uh, also, that there is an update that I think is already out there right now, where like uh, the armor thing, uh, where you can make your armor look like whatever you want. Yeah. So yeah, I believe it's being called Dressedney, which is okay. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm okay with that. I can get behind that for sure. Uh. I mean, in Dark Souls, it's called Fashion Souls. So yeah, I mean, you got you got to look good when you're playing your video games. <laughs> you do. I'm excited for Shadowkeep. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't played Destiny. Yeah, that, that's that's I one of the to, things but... that we we thought we were gonna do, but we never got around to it. 
No, but but I'm sure you know every time they drop a big new expansion like this, we always sink a bunch of time into mm. it. So I'm sure it'll happen. Mm. All righty, uh, you spotted this next bit here about a Saints Row. What what's happening over there on Saints yeah. Row? It's kind of a THQ Nordic rock block of news here. Uh, they kind of announced a few things. So Volition is deep in development on a brand new Saints Row game. Uh, the first full entry in this much loved series since Saints Row 4 in 2013. Um, probably going back to Saints Row because Agents of Mayhem tanked. Yeah, I that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if if anyone remembers that game, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, I mean, you know what happens? I get, I get Agents of Mayhem and Crackdown Three mixed up in my head for some reason. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, they're somewhat similar style. Agents of Mayhem, you just have a lot more characters to play, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. I'm curious how wacky they'll go with Saints Row. I mean, the third one was crazy, um, and the fourth one was basically you were basically a superhero. So, who knows where they'll go? Yeah, that's that's a series I haven't really gotten into. Like, I haven't really given them a, a fair shot. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, then they said. Um, Got an update on the Time Splitters franchise, which is cool. Oh, and what uh, is that update? The publisher revealed today that co-creator Steve Ellis, who's also worked on Max Payne 3 and Perfect Dark, is working with the company to help plot future plot the future course of the series. I love Time Splitters. Did you ever play those games? Uh, No, I, I haven't. Oh, man. Time Splitters Future Perfect was one game I was totally obsessed with as a kid um, back on PS2. Uh, it's just a really wacky game, um, wacky weapons, environments, characters, and it was it was a ton of fun to play. And they also had a really wild map editor, um, and you can kind of create your own, own maps and modes and stuff that I just played constantly. Um so very excited. I, I, that's a franchise that I don't know how much, how well it can hold up, but I'm. it's been so long that I absolutely want a new one. Um, and then the last thing from THQ Nordic is that Dead Island 2 isn't dead, and they changed developers once again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, how long has Dead Island existed? <laughs> Yeah, so this game was announced. E3 2014 had a pretty cool trailer. Jaeger was the development studio. Then it switched to Sumo Digital. Um, And now it is Dam Buster Studios who made Homefront The Revolution, which was not received very well. (sighs) Were people looking for a Dead Island 2? No. I don't think so, but and also this game's just been in development for so long. It's I, I just don't see how it could be successful when it comes out. But they probably just want to get it out to make some fucking money off of it. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you gotta look, like just you gotta put the thing out there and cut your losses because like it's 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine them making money on this. They might make back some of it, but holy shit. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty, we got another delay out here. Spelunky 2. Uh, it's going to take them a little while longer to finish this. Uh, it's it's not going to release this year. It's going to... Sometime next year, says Derek Yu. Uh, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure Spelunky fans are bummed and want this, but also... Yeah. Uh, hey... He, they know they 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 know that they Derek you knows he needs more time to yeah, make this. I, I think this game is going to be very successful no matter what as well because the first Belunky is such a beloved game. So take your time. This could be like a perfect kind of beginning of the year sort of game, January February something like that. Because mm-hmm. we don't have many of those yet, do we? that early in 2020 yeah we don't we don't we don't know of too much in early 2020 like very very early 2020 i don't think so um yeah i mean definitely definitely not as much as we knew about this year or last year yeah i don't know of anything coming out in january the only thing in february that i that I'm that's on my radar is Ori in the Will of the Wisps. That's not a PlayStation game, but the big stuff hits in March, in yeah. April, in May. Yes, it does. All right. Uh, speaking of big stuff, Need for Speed is a big franchise, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been going for like twenty some years, right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, we've got a new Need for Speed coming this this year. Um, they did a reveal trailer. It's coming out November 8th. It's called Need for Speed Heat. I I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer, but yeah, I They're making another one of these games. I hope it's good, yeah. but I don't have high expectations. So the game will take place in the fictional city uh, for a fictional Palm City where players uh, street race by day and escape the police by night. Sounds like the opposite of what you'd be doing. You usually race at night and, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) I don't know, man. I will... I mean, we'll see, but man, this franchise has not had a uh, a, a great run over. I wonder if they'll have stretch. the literal slot machine in it again. <laughs> I know. Oh, Who knows? Um, I wonder its success as well. And I just wonder, you know, why was this game not at E3? Why was it not at EA Play? You know. Do they just not believe in it, or was it just not ready? We won't know. But. Who could say? Uh, what we can say is that Trine 4 is coming out this fall in October. October 8th for Trine 4. They'll also be selling it uh, in a pack. It, it, so it's going to be cost $30, but in a pack... With all the other, with the three other Trine games, oh wow! It'll be fifty bucks. 
that comes with a physical map art and a soundtrack as well yeah i watched this trailer uh just out of curiosity and it looks uh looks a lot like trying two that you and i played through Mm -hmm. Um, i think trying three was a little bit not as good they went a little bit more 3d this kind of goes back to the 2.5 d stuff uh but it looks looks beautiful looks fun i could be down for this yeah i like these games Alrighty, and the last bit of news before we get into the new games. Activision sees value in more remasters and new games in those series. So it looks like that, uh, old Bobby Kostick? Kodic? Kodic? Is that a typo in there? That that looks like a typo. Rob, That's what you mean. This Rob Kostick. Ka- yeah. Kostich? I don't think that's a typo. I okay. Think, well, Activision press. They did it twice. So let me. It, hmm. Yeah. Let me investigate. Uh, but well, it looks like uh, here's here's a quote from him. Uh, when you look at our IP library, we think there there's a lot of IP in there that fans are going to want to experience again. I'd stay tuned for some future announcement, but just beyond pure remasters, there's a lot of opportunities now to innovate and think about totally new content within these IPs. So Tyler, Spyro and Crash, new games? What? What? Yeah. I mean, I could be down for new games if they do it right and they don't fucking shove microtransactions in and all this garbage. Yeah, but what do those even look like in a modern in a I modern know, game? That's, that's a thing. Like, I I think Crash holds up better than Spyro, if you ask me, because just from a platformer, it's a little bit Dude, easier I to could, do. I could totally see Crash being a mobile game. Yeah. Like an endless runner mobile game oh yeah yeah I can, I, i'm surprised they haven't done that um i think you know crash and crash team racing those two franchises i can see them doing something in before i see spyro i think spyro needs to change a little bit in terms of its design playing through those old games there's some just really frustrating stuff that doesn't hold up very well um like just frustrating camera uh levels uh like the jumping feels really weird in spyro sometimes times um there's some just really bad like just control things that are awkward so i think a lot of that would need to be smoothed out and and modernized and which is possible for sure Mm -hmm. but i mean i could i I could be down I, i they're they're cool franchises these games these remasters have obviously sold well so there's definite interest in it so why not it's just does it make all of does it make some money or all of the money because if it doesn't make all of the money then we're not doing it because we're fucking activision um also was it this is a typo so it's bob bob kodic um but his first name is robert i didn't know that hmm all right but that is that is the ceo of activision all righty um yeah i i don't know i don't know what these games look like well i guess we'll just have to wait but we don't have to wait to know about what's new this week Nope. in fact i'll get us started with the new video games here 
Ancestor's Legacy on PlayStation 4. Ancestor's Legacy is a squad-based real-time strategy with a strong focus on tactics inspired by medieval European history. It brings to life four different nations and their conflicts, usually resolved by war. The game combines resource management and base building with large-scale squad-based battles across vast battlefields. Uh, next up is Edna and Harvey, Harvey's New Eyes on PS4. Shy schoolgirl Lily is having a tough time at the convent. Only her imagination helps her to escape from her strict rule of Mother Superior. When her best friend Edna appears under mysterious circumstances, Lily faces a tough journey not only to get her friend back, but also to confront her own subconscious fears. That's a scary looking bunny. It is. It's that's it's very <laughs> creepy. Uh, exception is the next game on PlayStation 4. When an old woman's computer system is taken over by a virus bent on total annihilation, you assume control of an ordinary software program transformed into an elite combat machine. Exception is a combat platformer set inside a computer sy- system that has been hijacked by a totalitarian virus. Uh, Genesis is up next on PS4. Genesis is an action-packed classic MOBA themed around a futuristic sci-fi setting, offering a rich roster of 28 original heroes as well as various skins, weapons, and other cosmetics for players to choose from. Core gameplay will include a competitive PvP mode as well as a single-player co-op PvE campaign. A MOBA? Brand new MOBA? What? Seems like they're about a decade late. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Gravity Duck is a PlayStation Vita and PS4 digital cross-buy video game out this week. <clears throat> Have you ever wanted to be rich? What if you could become rich and control gravity? This duck can, can with your help, flip, dodge, and traverse mind-bending gravity puzzles in 140 levels in order to grab all the eggs and return to the Maui statue. All right. Next up is No Man's Sky Beyond. No Man's Sky is an epic science fiction adventure set across the infinite universe in which every star is the light of a distant sun orbited by planets filled with life. Each yours to visit. Explore never-seen worlds and trade, fight, survive on a galactic scale. I thought this would say something about Beyond, but it doesn't. That's a description of No Man's Sky, which is accurate, but... Uh, yeah, big update for No Man's Sky. Yeah. Very cool. VR is the thing. Yeah. And also some social stuff, social hubs yep. that you can go to. Yep. Oh, shit. What is this doing on a console? PC building simulator, Tyler. Wow. You can learn how to build a PC. Build and grow your very own computer repair enterprise as you learn to diagnose, fix, and build PCs. With real-world licensed components and comprehensive hardware and software simulation, you can plan and bring your ultimate PC to life. Um, and the last game, not a long list this week, uh, Vassar Collection on PS4 and Vita. 
for the very first time, highly acclaimed Japanese arcade shoot 'em ups, Vasara and Vasara 2, are made available to the world via this collection. Science fiction meets history in these arcade classics, which takes place in an alternate timeline where technology, where technologically advanced weaponry and equipment are a reality. Mm, all right, so there's new Slipknot. Oh yeah, that's real good. Okay. Oh yeah. Godzilla King of the Mon King of the Monsters is on PlayStation oh, Video. What that, a great that, movie! It was so dumb but good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Secret Life of Pets Two is out. You can watch that. All right. All righty. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Unless you have anything else for us. I do not. I am just ready for the fucking weekend. Yeah. Uh, Premier League soccer's back. I'm somewhat. That's that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there hasn't been much racing. There was like a NASCAR race last weekend, but nothing outside of that. Like I was I was looking on the guide, and I was like, "There's no IMSA, like LMP cars driving. There there's no there's no Indy car." But this weekend. We've got oh, yeah. a lot of racing. We've got Pocono. Yep. And we've got uh, Super Formula, which is racing at uh, uh, Dual Ring Motegi. All right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. If you want to wake up really early for that, you can. But yeah, racing's back. Also, in the news of F1, did you see that Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon got switched seats? I did. I did see that. Wild. A mid-season driver change. Yeah, we'll see how that works the, out. Like in other other uh, motorsports, you'll see like a crew chief change or something, but a driver change? That's wild. Yeah, we'll see how the second half of the season goes for Red Bull. I, I mean, I will say that Pierre Gasly was probably underperforming in that Red Bull car, whereas Alex Albon was doing really good in the Toro Rosso. So we'll yeah. see. I hope I I wish the best of those two drivers as they swap teams. It's going to be exciting. That doesn't return until September though. So we've got a while to mull that over. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to close out the show. If you need to get in contact with us, you can do that, as always, via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me, or no, eh. there's also a Twitter. You need to go go to that Twitter account. You need to ask questions there, too. Uh, that's at psreportpodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Yeah. Tyler. We're going to go eat some Mexican food tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Mm. Looking right. forward to it. And hopefully we get to play some Wolfenstein sometime. Yeah. Definitely. But until you hear from us next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Don't squeeze your balls.